0: Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now at Indeed.com/AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of apple welcome everybody we got plenty of stuff getting looking forward getting ready for wwdc we've got some apple headset stuff we got some iphone 15 stuff we got some macbook air stuff so that will be all bundled up in the show if you're new Welcome. Thanks for coming out. This is the podcast where we talk about all the biggest headlines each week, the stories that matter inside the world of Apple, and then sometimes how it affects and touches the greater tech world as a whole. This is episode 263. So thanks for coming out. And hey, as always, I will deliver the goods. Before we jump into things, just a couple orders of business. First thing, you want to be a part of the show I know I actually haven't put the voicemails together because I've been traveling so much, but I will, but I still want to hear from you all. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with A-Z, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. I think there's a lot of stuff bubbling with WWDC, and I think maybe after the show, there'll be a lot more for us to talk about. So call in, record a voice memo, send it in, and we will put you in the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you! Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you sponsor and support my content. It also obviously helps this show, the Apple Bits XL podcast, and my videos. But what do you get? You get early access to content, rewards at different levels, completely ad-free versions of the podcast so you'll never hear this at all. We have our Zoom live stream coming up monthly. Also, I'm doing a giveaway that will be posted on the Patreon this week for the Steve Jobs book that was only available for Apple employees. I'm going to do a one copy, physical copy giveaway. And that is something special. Again, only for Patreon supporters exclusively. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. starts at $2 per month. $5 is like a cup of coffee. $10, $25, and the $100 platinum Apple level. So thank you. Thank you for all of your continued support to allow me to keep on doing this. All right. Let's get into this. And I thought, You know what? We always start with iPhone stuff. Let's push that a little further down and lead this show with the Apple Mixed Reality Headset. I know some people are thinking like, eh, I don't know if I really care about this. I don't know how much I want to hear about this. But look, I think the question that I'm going to pose here is, is the Apple headset going to be a success? Is it going to be a flop? Or is it going to be neither and maybe something in between? Or is it going to be, something that we look down the road at 10 years from now and say that absolutely had to happen in order for Apple to be where they are today. I throw that out to you all to think about and ponder because a recent report, I guess more about a recent comment from leaker Evan Blass, who's been covering the space for quite some time, the mobile space, you know, Apple leaks rumors, Android leaks rumors, Samsung, everything. So he has a pretty good track record. And There's a lot of people, we had multiple reports about even employees internally inside of Apple being pretty skeptical about what this means for Apple because, again, Apple's not, I don't know if they're really answering a question, the biggest question for this product, which is why. You know, a lot of times Apple's been telling us this is why you need this product and I don't know if they can convince us why we need this and what is the why, right? That That's what I want to get to the heart of too. But what happened is Leaker Evan Blass has a contact who's actually been able to test and demo the headset multiple times. And according to Blass, over the last few months, the tester has gone from lamenting its underwhelming capabilities to now being blown away by the experience And the hardware. The quote that Blast says is that the leap they've made since late last year is giant. I was so skeptical. Now I'm blown away in a take my money kind of way. That is what the person who has demoed the Apple headset has said to Evan Blast. So, okay. Does it feel like, is that a plant? Is that someone trying to pump up the hype train for the Apple headset? Sure. Sure. They sound really excited. I mean, when you say take my money, remember, rumored reports of the price are $3,000. You've got to do a whole lot for me to say take my money. Now, I'm not saying a quote from a tester via a leaker is getting me all excited about the Apple headset right now. I'm still lukewarm, but I'm still genuinely intrigued and curious. But then this recent report from Mark Gurman has really now detailed and outlined what Apple is looking to do, and I think that this is one of the first products that Apple might be saying, "Hey, uh, we're going to throw spaghetti on the wall, and we're going to see what sticks. And then once we figure that out, we're going to really focus in on that and and keep some of the uh, extra spaghetti on on the side of the wall that maybe stuck a little, but not too much. And you know, we've had interviews and talks with Mark Gurman, and I said this feels like the Apple Watch." at least the roadmap that this product could follow and maybe it does maybe it doesn't we'll see i mean i think it the apple watch even had a larger market or a proven audience more than this headset did so the latest report from mark german gives us insight into a lot of the features and software and experiences that apple is going to be using now in his report He says the offerings will include gaming, fitness, collaboration tools, new versions of Apple's existing iPad features, and services for watching sports, again, for this roughly $3,000 headset. Now, the biggest part of the overall experience and this 3D user experience, user interface is that Apple will be adapting iPad apps for the new headset. And this is going to help blend virtual and augmented reality. But the good thing about that is, right? Of course, you're going to leverage the App Store with access to millions of existing apps, third party apps, a new 3D interface to allow you to navigate them. But at least we know okay, there will be and should be an App Store hook. It's going to push optimized versions of the Safari web browser, Apple services for things like calendars, contacts, files. Home control, mail maps, messages, notes, photos, reminders. Think about every every Apple app you could think of that's on your iPhone, kind of those core apps. They're making equivalents or taking the iPad apps over to the Apple headset. Music, news, stocks, weather apps. No no word on a calculator app, though. Tee. Also, Apple's been said to be working on a FaceTime conferencing service and Apple TV's app. And a lot of these features will be similar to what we see in the iPad you know, their uh iPad equivalent. So be besides these core apps, the company's working on a version of Apple Books that will allow you to read in virtual reality. Uh I don't know how I feel about that. I like reading actual books. I'm I've never even actually I don't actually read books on screens. I like real books, quite honestly. Or I go with a Kindle because the paper white technology just feels more like the texture of reading a book on a page, the cameras, the company's also testing a camera app that could take pictures from the headset. And then on the wellness front an apps going to help wearers meditate with a series of calming graphics, sounds and voiceovers. So these are new things that Mark Gurman has thrown out and giving more details that kind of have piggybacked and added on to what we talked about when we interviewed him or talked to him, what, maybe about a month ago now. Apple's also working on a version of its fitness plus service for the headset which will let users exercise while watching an instructor in VR. So they want you to work out with the Apple headset. Now, there's some things based on reports that we've heard that make me wonder how this is going to play out. Because remember, one of the features that this headset is supposed to have is a tethered battery pack that you put in your pocket. At least that's based on rumored reports. I will tell you that that's going to not let you feel as free if you have a cord hanging out the back, but at the same time, the fact that the battery is not in the headset would make it feel a whole lot lighter. Now, if you've ever used the MetaQuest 2 or the MetaQuest platforms, there's a killer, killer workout app called Supernatural. It's our own platform. It incorporates body movement, swinging, ducking. There's boxing. It, It's amazing. It's to music. It's our it's my favorite VR workout experience. It's one of the few experiences that I said, that that is incredible. Like that brings me something new to the table. You know, you you I keep it on what for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and that that's a solid workout. I don't get motion sickness from it because it's a static type environment with things coming at you that you strike at, that you duck at. But supernatural is incredible. Apple doesn't have anything like supernatural. Apple does have fitness plus. But there's a difference between being really interactive and moving around versus just watching an instructor in VR. So there are no words, there are no reports if there's an actual unique experience. But if there's anything to emulate and take from and leverage the Apple Music Library, something along the lines of Supernatural, I'm just saying it is phenomenal, would make it more interesting. But again, being tethered makes you say, well, how much motion and how much movement will I actually have? And also remember, Apple is not planning to use any type of controllers for the headset it's going to use camera tracking and eye tracking for you to navigate and use this and hand tracking so there will be no actual physical controllers that you'll use i wonder if that changes as gaming becomes potentially more of a priority or not so but that's going to be one of those interesting things no physical controllers whatsoever apple's also developing a version of its freeform collaboration app according to for the headset if you're not familiar with freeform this is like their whiteboard collaboration, real time, you know, sticky notes, scribbles, diagrams, drawings. Again, this is to me, this is an app that was made for Apple employees during the pandemic. It's going to be hard, a hard sell for me to think you got one person that bought a $3,000 headset and another person who buys a potentially $3,000 headset specifically for doing collaboration with this free app right now. Um, I think for sure. I could see them using it internally and people enjoying it because headsets are handy. But I, as the general consumer and and even someone who does collaboration over business, I don't I don't see that being that popular. But you know, again, when I say they're throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks, they're also going to offer their collaboration tool, and so you could work with like virtual whiteboards together. Facetime will obviously be part of this. Mark Gurman talked about how it'll create some sort of an avatar or generate 3D versions of users in virtual meeting rooms. And this is the idea is to make it feel like we're together in the same place. We've seen other companies and apps try and do something like this, but it hasn't become a must-have feature. So we'll see how Apple presents that. Um, And also, the whole idea is to really become not a niche product. Apple wants it to become a mainstream product, right? This whole idea of throwing all these apps, throwing different um entertainment experiences at it. One of the things that Apple has already that they could leverage is they have Major League Soccer, they have Major League Baseball on Apple TV Plus, but how could they enhance that? And the easiest way for them to leverage this is that they acquired a VR company called Next VR that has been on plenty of VR platforms before, but Apple acquired them back in 2020 and they specialize specifically in special events. In a virtual reality, whether they were concerts, I think years ago when I'd seen demos, you know, they did stuff with the NBA, they did hockey games, I think they did boxing as well. But there was a concert, I believe it was Paul McCartney, where they put a 360 camera on the piano and you could see the whole crowd. You could see Paul McCartney. Like the fidelity of the cameras weren't as high as they are now, but the experience and how immersive it was, it was really good. So I could see Apple kind of boosting or bringing some of these presentations these experiences and maybe even exclusive experiences with artists to app to their headset that could be interesting we also know that they're working with movie studios we've heard about them working with John Favreau with experiences that may be specific with this higher fidelity headset I think Apple can do a lot of things in the entertainment space to make this different and make this compelling I don't again I only stay in these things for like 30 minutes tops would I watch a one-hour show in virtual reality, if it's really high fidelity and really, and the sound is super immersive, maybe Um, they say that they're going to extend the TV app and allow you to watch a video in different virtual environments, like a desert or the sky. Apple's also aiming to position this headset for getting work done and productivity. So this platform will support pages for word processing, numbers for spreadsheets, keynote for slideshows, as well as iMovie, for video production and GarageBand for music production. I mean, they're really doing throwing everything possible that they can from their library and war chest of apps and giving us all these experiences. I mean, we've heard about how they allocated all of their, a lot of engineering teams and software teams for this headset. And when you hear about all these different experiences that German is talking about, that's why they've put so much in this. And again, I, I'm just really curious To see how it is. I think being on site. I think everyone's going to definitely have an opinion about it. But being on site will be the best way to experience it. And it almost sounds overwhelming. Like there's just so much that they're throwing at this. That that maybe it's like how many experiences do you. You know. What are the top five experiences of all these things. That people want to talk about. So WWDC will obviously be the perfect place to showcase this they're trying to get developers on board and they've also reportedly changed their stance earlier on they weren't too hot on the idea of focusing on gaming here but German reports that gaming is now another one of their initiatives that they want this to be a part of and I think that's really important that no matter what every every VR headset that I've had eventually had some sort of killer app whether it was Darth Vader, Immortal, which was a great experience. And one of those things that you really remember when the first time you used VR, you got Beat Saber, you got super hot. Those are classics. And the thing about it is most general consumers still have never even experienced those. So those will feel fresh. I'm not saying Apple's gonna sign any deals and get those, but they will need some of those entertaining gaming experiences as well. So we'll see what happens. An iPad-like experience access to the App Store and iPad apps, all those different experiences and apps that Apple is talking about. It's going to be really interesting to see what sticks and what doesn't because they are absolutely throwing everything they can at it. Now we're going to pivot off of the headset and talk about the other piece of hardware that we expect to see at WWDC. All signs point to the 15-inch MacBook Air making an appearance. Everyone's been kind of questioning, well, what processor is going to be in it? And the latest reports from Ming-Chi Kuo says, the M3 chipset and production is still months away, and the expectation is that it'll start production in the second half of 2023, which would clearly miss any type of timeline for a product being announced at WWDC to have an M3. So he is saying no M3 in the 15-inch MacBook Air. It is, at least in the production cycle, slightly ahead of the M3 Pro and the M3 Max, but. All M3 chip production is expected to start sometime in the second half of this year. Now, in addition to that, okay, so no M3 for the MacBook Air coming out at WWDC. What about the configurations for the 15-inch MacBook Air? Quo also says it'll be available in two variants, but it will not be an M2 and then an M2 Pro configuration. So no M2 Pro configuration, but it'll really follow more closely to what we saw with the 13-inch MacBook Air that was announced last year at WWDC. And the expectation, based on the reports right now, is that this 15 inch will have an M2 with a seven or eight core GPU and then an M2 with a 10 core GPU for this new 15 inch MacBook Air. So, all M2, I think it's still going to be a killer product for 90. 7% of the population, if you want a 15-inch laptop, woo, the battery, the performance, how quiet it is, how cool it stays, It's a killer laptop. It's just absolutely killer. And then the last thing for WWDC, when we talk about hardware for DubDub, A Coin reports, Mark Gurman believes that an Apple Silicon Mac Pro, the last remaining Mac that has still not received apple silicon will not be among the new hardware announcements at wwdc 2023 that's according to german based on what he's heard you know it was it was a potential chance it might show up but right now the hardware looks like the new apple headset and the 15 inch macbook air and again this is a software conference so having two big items like that as a hard as hardware at wwdc that is more than good enough i mean like wwdc i feel like i say it so much it gets like i just slur over it, like dub, dub, DC. it just it's so tiring to say and I, I will not say dub dub over and over again all right let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this podcast indeed and you know what think about someone who's changed your life for the better how incredible would it be if your company could find more of those life-changing people right when you needed them well if you're hiring you need indeed Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed InstaMatch, assessments, and virtual interviews. You hate waiting? Well, Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Now, one of their features that stands out and saves you time is Instant Match. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. And with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed's Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need a hire? You need Indeed. All right, I told you that there will be no Mac Pro. At least the reports are no Mac Pro at WWDC23, but three unreleased Mac models have appeared in Apple's Find My configuration file. So these were recently added on Apple's backend, discovered by Nicholas Alvarez, and they are three new identifiers for Macs that have never existed before, Mac 14.8, Mac 14.13, and Mac 14.14. Now they appear in a list alongside of what's been labeled uh as identifiers for the latest M2 and M2 Pro Mac Mini models. So three Macs unknown to us yet have appeared in the logs. And so three Macs cooking, what could they be? Mm-mm. Now, in the past, Apple's used more specific identifiers. If it was a MacBook Air, it would be, it would say macbook air in the name and so maybe these are mac pros that we will see a lot later could you know we're not expecting to see a mac studio at least reports are saying until the m3 chip is ready so what could the could these three macs mystery macs we'll just have to find out what exactly they are okay Enough about Max. I know you all want to hear about the iPhone. Of course, you want to hear about the iPhone. So we know that the iPhone 15 Pro Max is expected to be the only iPhone this year that has the new Periscope lens camera where internally it'll now allow you to be able to have a larger optical zoom. Now reports are saying, oh, it's somewhere between 5X to 6X zoom. Currently on the 14 Pro, The optical zoom maxes out at 3x. Okay, I've talked about this plenty of times, but because everyone's like deep in the Apple ecosystem, they're like, ah, who cares? It's not a big deal. Trust me, when you can get a 10x optical like you can on other phones, even a 5x optical, it makes a difference in shot composition and it's, it's a luxury. It's great. Apple users haven't experienced this. So we expect to see this Periscope lens technology in the iPhone 15 Pro Max only. Now, Apple themselves will reportedly be getting a second Periscope lens supplier for the 15 Pro Max to meet some of that demand. And the thinking also is not only will this Periscope lens offer you know new functionality to the Pro Max, but in the next year's 16 Pro lineup, some form similar to this Periscope lens will be potentially incorporated into both models of the 16 Pro and the 16 Pro Max. So at least for 2023, we're only expecting to see it in the 15 Pro Max. And that might that might be a reason for me to finally get the large larger iPhone. Seriously. I want more versatility in my camera. You know, there's been we talked about on last week's episode all this back and forth about the solid state buttons, the singular volume button, the action button. Fine, we could talk about buttons as long as you want, but that camera. Is our phones are our cameras? That's what we use them for. Also, a report on Weibo, which is like a Chinese blogging site, has and has you know, depending on the users you're looking at, but the, an account that had leaked accurately which the what would be the next iPhone 14 model color, which was yellow, which was that mid-year lifecycle color. They report that the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus, right the 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 non-Pro models are expected to feature frosted glass like the pro models and i'm like whoa that that would make things just the phone line look just really really similar almost too similar to each other a lot of times apple has used more consumer friendly ish colors like lighter happier brighter fun colors and the pro line's always like space gray silver and then like a a dark deeper color i mean we've had blues we've had greens we had purple last year Well, the report is now that the 15 and 15 plus will have that frosted back glass like finish and the way to really differentiate from the 15 and 15 plus from the 15 pro and 15 pro max will be the fact that, okay, you're going to get the titanium frame on it. You're going to get slightly slimmer bezels and maybe that's enough to differentiate, but the iPhone line potentially sounded like it's going to look a lot, a whole lot more like each other in 2023. The Wall Street Journal also said Apple is planning to release an iPhone journaling app for logging your daily activities. It's launching, if you've heard of this app called Day One, that is also like a journaling app for yourself, things that have happened, things that you've done. Um, I kind of like this idea. I mean, it's not. this is not a reason where I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to buy a new phone, but it lets users compile like all your daily activities and these journaling apps, you know, when you track and record your activities and your thoughts, I mean, that that contributes to better mental health, quite honestly, physical and mental health. So this could be a feature that we might see in iOS 17 as a new app on the iPhone. Okay, that's cool. Uh, if you want to hear about audio products, maybe new stuff dropping, not from Apple, but I guess from, let's say, Apple proper and from their Beats lineup, Apple's working on a new version of the 2021 Beats Studio Buds called the Beats Studio Buds Plus. And the launch could be pretty close because Apple submitted FCC filings for the device. There are two listings, um, and one is for each Bluetooth-enabled earbud. Now, feature-wise, there were rumblings that a new Beats Studio Bud Plus could happen sometime uh, after the release of iOS 16.4. They look similar to the Beats Studio Buds. They're going to have similar functionality, but the earbuds will still use, uh, you know, a Beats chip, but they're planning to add improved active noise cancellation and transparency mode to the Beats Studio Plus. So, you know, depending on what fits and what feels better or even the styling of it, not everyone has AirPods. Like Beats Studio Buds are super, super popular, and they're honestly really good. So those could be coming pretty soon. Now, in the smart home... New software update is now allowing sound recognition, that feature that Apple has on their iPhones, but a little more limited for sound recognition coming to the latest versions of the HomePod and HomePod Mini that is now able to detect the beeping of a smoke alarm or carbon monoxide detector. So you would get a notification on your iPhone, iPad, or Apple Watch. This is a rolling software update that is unlocking this feature. And the cool thing is, Not only is it the second gen HomePod that just recently came out and the HomePod mini, but I asked Apple directly and they told me this will also be supported with the original HomePod. So no matter what HomePod you have, this new sound recognition option is available at least as of last week it would be. And you can find it in the Home app to basically to enable it through which gives you access to the HomePod. So um always welcome. I think I think that's really cool. I dig it. Okay, everybody. That is going to do it for this week's episode. A whole lot about the headset, iPhone stuff, MacBook Air stuff and if you got a HomePod, you got a little bit of a little bit of an upgrade or software feature upgrade that maybe will save your life. I don't know. You can let me know if it happens. I actually I, I hope your smoke alarm or carbon monoxide uh detector never goes off, but if it does got your back. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening and hanging out with us. We got to remind you, all of our Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level, big thanks go out to Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Glenn Canellis. Thank you for your support. And thank you to all of you who continue to support the show and the content. And remember, like I said, Zoom monthly call coming up as well as on the Patreon details of how you can potentially win the Apple employee exclusive hardcover Make Something Wonderful, Steve Jobs book. Pretty sweet. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.